Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in, 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Talking sports, uh, yes, we do. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. It's Inauguration Friday, and we're bringing you some sports. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and it's Championship Friday, baby. Give us a call, 718-664-9098, like always, RayandTayToday.com, RayandTayToday at gmail.com. Ray, like our nation, we're going to make some history because we're going to give you some great picks, and we got to talk about some great history that's happening in baseball and NBA. Let's start first with a congratulations, Ray, to Jeff Bagwell, Tim Rock Reigns, and Yvonne Pudge Rodriguez on the first ballot, making it into the Hall of Fame. Rock Reigns on the 10th year. Bagwell, I'm not sure what year. Give me your thoughts. Um, I, I was impressed. I think at least the baseball writers are putting in three gentlemen, right? It's uh, Sometimes they're a little stingy. I think some, there need to be some changes. Obviously, Edgar Martinez, Clemens, and Bonds were sort of, uh, you know, improving a little their numbers. And then Trevor Hoffman and Vladimir, Gamero, Vladimir Guerrero fell just a little bit short. Uh, do you like it? Did you want Vlad in, Hoffman? What were your thoughts? So I want everybody in. I think that the time has come to put everything that happened off the field, off the field, because if you want to talk about rumors, right, Bagwell had rumors and Rodriguez had rumors. So I'm tired of the rumors. I'm tired of being asked to be the judge of who used steroids and who didn't. So, like our good friend to the show, Al Troutwick, said, the whole era was tainted with steroids. And it kind of, on the one hand, I'm happy for all these guys. Look, Rock Reigns, we saw him in his prime. Uh, yeah. argue For his whole career, he's a borderline Hall of Famer. So, if he gets in, I'm happy with that. Ivan Rodriguez, obviously, you know, he was a Hall of Fame. Jeff Bagwell, probably a little bit uh, in between the two. But it bothers me that we're starting to let guys in that are rumored uh, and yep. guys that the rumor is a little bit louder we're letting out. Now, how are you going to make that distinction? Either it's black or it's white. To me, it's not fair. It's all about what you did on the field, and there's no Hall of Fame when Bagwell, <clears throat> Rodriguez, and Reigns get in and Bonds and Clemens are out. So 
you know, I'm, I'm happy not just these that, guys though, are, are worthy of it. Uh, nothing, right, nothing, right. Away, nothing taken away from this class, but let's just move on. Let's just turn the steroid era behind us and, and let's move on. And you made the perfect point. Like, how do you make, you know, diverse? I can't even talk today. How do you tell the difference, <laughs> differentiate, between the, uh, those guys, like a Bagwell BGO, and Larry Walker, Gary Sheffield, Jeff Kent? These guys can't get any type of votes. And Fred McGriff, the crime dog, who's totally clean, no rumors, you know, 400, over 400 homers. He caught, if he cheated, he would have had 600. So it's kind of silly. And to me, it's totally unfair because, yeah, okay, we know Manny was guilty twice. We know Palmero guilty once. So fine, don't let them in. But if you don't have, you know, those systems in place, and guess what, Bug Selig's going in this year from the, you know, Veterans Committee or contributing, whatever. But that's hypocritical, right? And people have brought up great points. Well, what about the managers? You're going to let in La Russa and and a lot of his victories were because of guys that cheated? So it's just it's so murky. So you're right. And I think it's a place, and I didn't even know this, and I don't want to blast somebody, but a friend to the show who's very involved and has been very involved in the baseball game said to me today, Ken Caminiti, who was a part of that Astro team and all up in the steroids, you know, that's why you questioned Bagwell and, and Biggio. And I totally forgot about that because Ken Caminiti was, the, you know what I mean? He died, right? Yvonne Rodriguez. He died a few years yeah. Ago. And so he was on that Astro team, Ray, with Bagwell and Biggio. So, so look, you're right. <clears throat> Let's fix it. Um, I do see that a lot of new voters are coming on, and it seems like uh, that's going to make Bond, a difference. I think the new age and Clemens are going to but the way that they vote, like some guy somewhere didn't vote for anybody, like that's childish. Take away their vote. Like, come on, you can't, you can't be that guy. Like, how do you not vote for anyone? And, and, this, and they still get to keep their vote? That's, that's just criminal to me. So let's move on to the NBA All-Star game, man. They announced the starters and maybe a snub or two. In the East, we have LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, who so deserving for his first start ever, Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, Kyrie Irving. Now, before we comment on the East, let's finish out the West. Ray, we got Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, James Harden, and Stephen Curry. The obvious snub will start in the West, Russell Westbrook. Now, we know it's a popularity contest, so he'll make the team. We'll talk about the reserves another weekend or another show <clears throat> but isn't it kind of wrong that it's popularity in that sense that we got to reward guys for the seasons they're having that Russell should start over Curry? What do you say to that? Yeah, but you know what? I, I think the NBA doesn't have a bad system in place. I think the fans are a third of the vote or a little bit more. They give the fans a little bit more credit than a third, but let's say roughly a third, the players are a third and the coaches are a third. So it's okay to me to have that because it offsets some ridiculous outcomes where it's a it's a straight up popularity contest. I think what right, happened was yeah. I think what happened was what Westbrook was number one in the players, number one in the coaches, and then the fans had him third. Um yeah, it, it's ridiculous. I mean obviously he's he and James Harden should be the starting backcourt and you know, yeah. you sit the two time M V P down and no problem. He, the, the, he would yeah. he would admit that they're having a better season and they deserve it. 
he was How about this philosophically, though? Let me ask you this philosophically, because you and I, we like the big guys. And I know it's changed years ago and with guards and forwards. And, you know, you could debate Anthony Davis. He's kind of like a four or whatever. But, you know, basically no centers on either team. But are we missing out on something? Like, because right now you could say you could have Cousins going up against Dwight Howard or, you know, whatever, or Drummond against Cousins. I mean, they'll both, they'll make the team. But is it kind of, I don't know, like are we disrespecting a position too much? I don't think so. I think it's fine. I think a couple of things have happened. The five position has become the weakest it's ever been in this modern era. And the game, with the inside-out game, has gone away from your classic center. So I think that combination when you have three front court players i'm actually okay with it look i wouldn't be i wouldn't be devastated if you went back to centers but i think what what what's happening is you know if you had to go with classic centers starting those are not more than likely not the top 5 6 7 8 players in the conference you know what i mean so the the center right. position for where it used to be very <laughs> strong for cousins in particular but Cousins actually is okay. I'm worried about in the East. Who would be your center in the East? Dwight Howard's not Howard. Howard or Drummond? I think. They, yeah, they but both are they a top ten player yeah. in the conference? Uh, top ten, twelve. They'll make the All Star team. I think. Make the, I think team. Drummond and Howard will make the team in reserve. They'll make the I team, do. but I'm actually not devastated with with forwards because that's kind of how fair. the game is played. You know, no, you're uh, right. the game is changing a little bit, and, and I'm okay with that. I, obviously, they did it for the fans, and they did it for the excitement, and they did it for the fact that the center position is the weakest it's ever been. So I'm actually, that one I'm okay with. Um, yeah, you know, Russell Westbrook's not starting, and, and he 100% deserves it. I I think this doesn't happen often, that often, right? This is a special, special season, like we talked about a, a week ago. You know, how do you do first, second, and third team All-NBA guards? It's just so much talent, <laughs> so much love. I just think this is one of those weird situations. And I think because it's a third, a third, a third, it's actually got a safety mechanism in place so that nobody, you know, no ridiculous outcome happened. Now, Steph Curry starting, you know, it frustrates us, but it's not ridiculous, Right? Oh, it's no, not, no, not um, you know, it's not like some clown starting ahead of Russell Westbrook. So, yeah, Russell Westbrook deserves it 100%, but I don't think you need to, you know, the system isn't broken. I think it's one of those weird, weird years. And, and you know what? If the season were to end today, at least Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook would be first team All NBA, right? We know that for sure. Yeah. No, no, definitely. Well, let's talk about the East because. We got to give props to your guy, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And, you know, Ray, the way you've loved on Anthony, well, we both love Anthony Davis, but really more of your guy has been Kawhi Leonard and also Giannis. And I think to see Giannis and Kawhi go up against each other in this game um, is going to be beautiful. And I think people are underestimating this East squad already. But I got to tell you, DeMar DeRozan and Jimmy Butler – those two guys are relentless going to the basket, and they're both kind of two-way players. DeRozan, obviously more offensive, but getting better on defense every game. But right now, watching Giannis play, he is all over the court, leads his team like in every category. 
and I think the last buck to do that was our guy, Vin Baker. It's amazing to watch Giannis play. So this starting game lineups, it's going to be a treat and a treasure. So I think, you know, we'll talk about the reserves probably next week and who, you know, we would put on. But, Ray, I think the NBA – it's got more talent than it's ever had. And I think the talent is underestimated, right? Because we're talking about the West bench and, and even these other guys on the bench, Isaiah Thomas and Dame Lillard and this guy and that guy and Russell Westbrook. I mean, there's a ton of ballers. So I think yeah, the NBA is a good hand. I would say, the only thing I would say, and great for Giannis because good for him. He yeah, deserves uh, it. And his good. improvement over his four-year career has been tremendous, and it's beautiful. It's like that linear improvement, you know, six points, 12 points, 18 points, 23. And like you said, he's leading the team in points, assists, rebounds, steals, blocks. Beautiful. However, you look at the West, and the West has five guys that probably all win an MVP in their career. Um, if they can stay healthy or at least it'll be top two in the MVP voting, right? Kawhi Leonard's already been top two. Anthony Davis just needs to stay healthy. And then you got Russell Westbrook, who will be top two. So, so, the, so the top six guys on the West are all MVP calibers. I can't say that for the East. I say LeBron, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, the other guys are, are very, very good. But I think that this West team is just, I mean, oh, at least at the it's top, criminal. this it's West criminal. team yeah. is just, wow. Well, think about the bench, though. You talk about the bench. You're talking about Lillard, uh, uh, Draymond Green, Clay if Blake Thompson. Griffin was healthy, but he's not. Uh, yeah, Clay Thompson, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, you know, it's the West bench is going to be disgusting. So, you know, it'll be fun. We'll get to it. Let's talk about NFL, baby. It's time. We, we are finally here to the Final Four. And this is great because Ray's got two teams alive, Packers and Patriots, who he predicted. I've got my Steelers. And let's start with the breakdown of the early game. I'm going to go first. The last game in the Georgia Dome, don't know if Jordy's going to be able to go. Doesn't look like it. Devontae, you know, still waiting to see how he practiced and, and what happened today. But, when you basically see these teams 3 o'clock Eastern in the Georgia Dome on Sunday, you're going to have two quarterbacks that could both win MVP, both are on fire, two offenses that are extremely explosive. So the question is really, how do the defenses match up? And I think right now with the Packers, and we're waiting to see if Morgan Burnett will play with their injuries and they're, at the same time, clutch veterans. Micah Hyde's played well. He's young. But Peppers and Matthews seem, and Perry seem to always find ways to step up. Them against Matt Ryan and all his weapons. And then the Falcons, Freeney and Vic Beasley and, you know, their young guys in the back end, Deion Jones. How do they step up against the Packers offense? And I think at the end of the day, for me, this shootout, is going to be really determined about who can turn the other guy over, who will have the ball last or most, and can the Falcons run the ball for time of possession to dominate that side of the ball to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. And I think their running game will supersede Ty Montgomery, Christian Michael, James Starks, and the Packers running game. I think it's time for Matty Ice. As much as I love that bad man, I think not having a healthy or Jordy Nelson at all, 
on the road in Atlanta against that offense and Matt Ryan, I think it's too much. And this one, they averaged 33 points, uh, 35 points a playoff game, the Falcons. I say they scored 36. And I think the Falcons beat the Green Bay Packers on their way to their second Super Bowl. Rise up, dirty, dirty, dirty birds. 36-30. Matt Ryan and Rodgers both throw for 300 yards, both have the touchdowns, but I think Freeman and Coleman together will be the difference in this game. And that's how the Atlanta Falcons win. Both teams will have one turnover, so there won't be a difference in that. 36-30. I'm rolling with the Falcons, right? Roll tight. I mean, Falcons. <laughs> so, what I'm going to say is very similar to what I said last week. And I was proven wrong. And my Cowboys could not take care of business at home. But I think there's a difference here. Number one, the Falcons are more explosive than the Cowboys. Now, Julio Jones playing or not playing, they're still explosive, obviously, with Julio Jones playing healthy or at least 80 85%. They're better. So, number one, that's going for the Falcons. Number two, this is a rematch of a game played where the Falcons had the ball last, scored, and won the game. Number three, this game shuts down, <coughs> excuse me, shuts down the Georgia Dome, which is not a great home field advantage, but still it's something, and there'll be some emotion in the building. Now, this is the part that gets repetitive, but I'm going to say it anyway. I just look at this Packer roster, and I say to myself, Aaron Rodgers, and if he wins, we'll definitely have to get into this much, much more in terms of his legacy. But Aaron Rodgers is the best player on the field. But the Atlanta Falcons, certainly on offense, and then you know elsewhere have the next best players, right? So I'd rather have the Falcons roster, and with the banged-up secondary of the Packers, with – no running game to speak of. Ty Montgomery's not a running back. I'm sorry. Great athlete. You know, he's doing his best. But, but without Lacey and without a traditional, you know, running back back there, with Jordy Nelson banged up, with Devontae Adams banged up, with, you know, the offensive line being held together by duct tape, I just don't think – now, I said the same thing last week, right? And so the Cowboys should have beat the Packers <laughs> – given my analysis also. But I just think that if the Packers go down 14, sorry, if the Falcons go down 14, they're more potent on offense. They can score faster. They can. They, it won't drag out to the last play of the game. I think they can put up more points than the Cowboys can. So I do believe the Packers score 30. The question is, I'm sorry, I do believe the Falcons scored 30. The question is, can the Packers score 30? And I actually don't think so. I think having played them, having had the game film of the of the past eight games, plus the game they played to get, uh, against each other early in the season, plus the Cowboy game, I think they hold them down. So I'll say the Packers win, I'm sorry, the uh, Falcons win 33-26. 33-26. Hmm. You're down with the dirty birds. 
You down with the dirty? Yeah, you know, and even I thought you were gonna ride with your with Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, I'll say Matty Ice goes to his first uh, Super Bowl. Okay. Well, you know, listen, this is big of Ray. Ray normally doesn't go against his, you know, own early season picks. But I, I know. Think I have the, the Packers. Falcons, I, I think the Falcons have really impressed you the because they've been, they've impressed everybody this season, and they are definitely worthy. Um, this is not your nephew's Falcons. This is not Mike Vick's Falcons. This is not uh, Michael Turner's Falcons. <laughs> this is now <laughs> Julio, you know, Man, Freeman, I, Coleman, and Matt Falcons. Ryan's Falcons. Falcons. Be easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know how I feel. Alex Mack, man, he's the key because he allows Matt Ryan to stay up in the pocket. And if he could stop Julius Peppers and Perry and those big guys up front, <clears throat> it makes such a difference. I think either way it's going to be a great game. Um, basically, you have seven points and I have six points. So that's uh, interesting. So 640, Ray, Eastern. We have got to get to Gillette Stadium. And we have got to get to the number one seed, New England Patriots, going to their sixth AFC championship game in a row. This is like LeBron stuff, people, okay? I hope you hope fans understand what, what Brady and, and Belichick have done, what they're doing. No, I think it's blasphemous to say get rid of the Lombardi name and put Belichick on a trophy. Let's not get crazy. But eventually when he retires, he's going to need his own trophy. And maybe he takes down Lamar Hunt's name off the AFC Championship trophy. That might be fitting if we're being honest and fair because the Patriots, they go to the AFC Championship on the regular, and they've won it quite a bit. So my Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, the the third seed going in, I think we know it's about the Killer Bees, Ben, Bell, and Brown. They didn't get touchdowns in Kansas City. A lot of people don't. <clears throat> it's a hard place to play. This is a different matchup. I don't think Antonio Brown, like Odell, his you know off the field or in the locker room issue. I don't think it's going to be you know something that affects them. Um, I think it's behind us. I think Tomlin was great in squashing it. I think the organization is great in doing that. What I think here is that it's about Big Ben stepping up to being an equal or a smidget less than what we know Tom Brady is going to do on this field. And my concern is the Steelers linebackers and when the Patriots spread us out, you know, how we deal with these weapons from Hogan to Edelman to White and Deion Lewis especially. You know, I do like having a a fast Shazier. You can't get caught up with matchups that Alex Smith could not take advantage where Timmons is sticking James White or Hogan or something like that will get killed because Brady won't miss those and he won't make mistakes. I do think Bud Dupree, James Harrison, and our defense is playing so much better. Stephon Tuitt, I don't think the Patriots will be able to run it the way that they like to with Blunt. I think we'll be able to shut that down. Maybe Blunt gets 50, 60 yards. I do think Le'Veon will crack 100. He won't get 167 or 170. I think Le'Veon will be – he needs 30 carries. I think he'll get like 27 and a couple of screen passes. I think at the end of the day, both these teams will score. And with Brady, you need 20-plus. And I think Eli Rogers, 
maybe some Sammy Coates, Jesse James becoming the young Heath uh, Miller. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are primed. And we are ready. We are so primed and ready to go into Gillette and go into Foxborough and shock the world. And my Pittsburgh Steelers are going to take down and shut up Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Julian Edelman, who tried to clown us and say, well, that's how they must do things in their organization. He's got some mouth because our organization doesn't cheat like theirs has time and time again from Deflategate to Spygate. So we need to shut him up. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to take care of the New England Patriots on their own field. 26-24, Le'Veon will run for a buck 13 get two touchdowns, Antonio won't kill him, but he'll get 70 yards, seven receptions. At the end of the day, both teams will have one turnover apiece, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this game and go battle Matt Ryan and the Falcons in the Super Bowl. 26-24. How about those Steelers, baby? That's what's going down in New England. Are you done yet? Le'Veon, Le'Veon, Le'Veon. It's Mama Nathan Le'Veon. Okay, so the one thing we know is that Bill Belichick has been unbelievably successful at taking away one thing from his opponent. And the one thing that you – now, you can win without him, but I don't think you can beat elite teams without him. And that's Le'Veon Bell. So you can believe that Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick are in the room right now executing the plan, at least on paper, mm-hmm. on the whiteboard, how to stop Le'Veon Bell. And if they do that, then I think they have a better-than-average chance to shut down this offense. And when I say shut them down, you'll still score 20, but you won't score 30. So if you can stop Le'Veon Bell, and obviously you've got to focus on Antonio Brown, and the lyrical Jesse James is nice, and, and you've got some other Second best so, offensive line in the NFL. Okay. Get ready. But ultimately, I think it comes down to keeping Le'Veon Bell contained. And when he dances, you've got to tackle him. You know, he dances in the hole. He's not going to beat you, Barry. He, he's the exact opposite you know, it's not hit the hole fast and be gone. It's dance a little bit, skate a little bit, and then boom, and then be shifty. So I think be that gone. the Patriots are going to have a formula. They're going to figure a way. I don't know if it's with run blitzes. I don't know if it's stunts up front. I don't know if it's going to be five, six in the box. Now you got to worry about getting beat over the top with Antonio Brown, but I do believe that they'll find a way to keep him to 70, 80 yards, They'll keep him contained. They'll frustrate the Steelers. And I think that Tom Brady, even without Gronk, is just going to methodically do his things, dinking and dunking. And the emergence, I should say the reemergence of Deion Lewis with the three touchdowns last week can beat you from any direction. And I do think that the Steelers are going to plug the holes with LeGarrette Blunt, but I just have a feeling that Deion Lewis is going to catch one or two touchdowns out of the backfield and somebody else, whether it's Telly Tell Bennett or Julian Edelman 
or Chris Hogan, but one of those guys is going to have a big game, and you don't know where it's coming from because Brady spreads it out. And in some ways, when he doesn't have Gronk, he's almost better because he spreads it out, and he gets to the open man. So you're excited as a Steeler fan, and I appreciate that, and I love how your heart's in it, but you know what? Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Gillette Field, that's that's the trifecta right there. So I got to go with the Patriots. I'll say close game, not tremendously high scoring. Uh, I'll say 27-23, New England Patriots. Now let me just make a comment about this final four that we have. We, one of these one of these quarterbacks, these might be a, four of the top six or seven quarterbacks in the league, right? And mm-hmm. one of them is going to win a Super Bowl. So that means that they're going to have a total of what Rodgers has one, Roethlisberger has two, and uh, Brady has four. So they have six, seven. So they'll have eight. This group will have eight. Now, there hasn't been a group like this since t- 1993 was the only time. I don't know if you, uh, if you realize that, but... Dallas and San Francisco in the NFC, and Kansas City and Buffalo in the AFC. So you had uh, your boy Troy Aikman and Steve Young in the NFC, and you had Joe Montana and Jim Kelly in the AFC. Now, Jim Kelly never went, never won, but he went to four Super Bowls. So that right now might be the best collection of four quarterbacks in the NFL history playing in in the AFC NFC championship games, but and and certainly depending on what Matty, Matt Ryan does, if he goes on to win it all, that would be amazing. But this group right here, oh, they're very, decorated. Very, they're decorated. Very, Especially very if Ryan gets an MVP, an MVP this year. But I'll if say he this gets an too. MVP and he wins it, think about that. If he wins yeah. it, then we no. might look back on this Final Four and say, wow, this collection of four quarterbacks was pretty much untouchable. And if you get Rodgers, Brady, you might have the best ever against the greatest ever in terms of talent against the most accomplished, and that could be fascinating. Let me say one thing, though. It's, it's not about me being a Steelers fan. This is about me so, saying that our defense on the back end is young and stepping up, and I'm loving the way Shazier and Harrison and Bud Dupree's finally showing up. And I think our defense, I think Harris, uh, Shazier's speed is going to be ready for White or Lewis. And I just think that these, these guys are ready to counterpunch. And our tackling is really good. We're not a bad All tackling right. team. So his, his little, you know, his little, little dink and dabs, it'll get us, but it's not going to break us. We're going to give them some field goals. They're not going to get an end zone, and that's where they're going to miss Gronk. Martellus Bennett, I like him. He had some drops last week, kind of choked a little bit. Let's see. He's going to be the one that's going to have to get those touchdowns when he gets to the red zone. So let's see if he can do it, Ray. Let's see if he can do it. But we both got the Falcons. Ray's got the Patriots. Tay's got the Steelers. And you guys send us your picks. The emails are coming in. Ray and Tay today at gmail.com. We appreciate it. We hope you guys have a great sports weekend. Check out the college basketball game, Spurs, Cavs. Tomorrow night we got what Rockets Warriors tonight, so some great matchups, and um, you know obviously we'll be uh, Monday we'll be recapping the Super Bowl and and can we just give John Wall some love for what he did last night to the Knicks, Ray? 
How good is this guy? Did you see that behind-the-back move to clinch the game? Just he, <sighs> Sorry. People <laughs> underestimate his defense. And I, you know what I love? Because we've kind of forgot about him, you know, properly so, in ranking him in the top five point guards. Well, he's like, guess what, fellas? I'm back. That's that's the thing to watch for. John Wall, he'll make that all-star team coming off the bench, and John Wall means business this year, right? He turns it over a little too much, but other than that, he's a great two-way player. But, yeah, John Wall, uh, top top point guard for sure. Definitely. So, well, enjoy championship weekend. Be safe out there. Stay dry. You know, the weather, east coast, west coast, a lot of cold, rain, snow, everything. And um, be peaceful out there, people. Be peaceful, you know. Whatever your thoughts are, whether you're pro our new president or against it in protest, whatever, but just be peaceful no matter what happens. So thanks for listening. Have a great sports weekend. Here we go, Steelers. Let's do it, baby. (laughs) Peace. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.